Rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. Tune in at 10 a.m. and join Antonia Roman as she sings and reads the Word of God. The Word of God will give you insight for the purpose in your life. Now here is your host, Antonia Roman. Get up, get ready, for the day of the Lord is coming. Get up, get ready, for the judgment day will come. Get up, get ready, for the day of the Lord is coming. Get up, get ready, for the day of judgment is coming. Good morning. Good morning on this beautiful Saturday morning. The sun is shining. <laughs> and we're in for another beautiful day here today again in California. My friends, thank you so much for tuning in with me today because I am excited to dive into the Word of God as we continue to finish and press through um, the new chapter that we started in Joel. And um, for those who are just joining us and may have missed out on the two prior um, episodes, I'll do a quick recap for you. Joel was assigned by God to come to a community, give them a, a pre-message about things that were happening that they may have been caught up in, that they were becoming very complacent about in their lives. And as well, it was a message about letting them know that spiritually they were starting to wither away, that uh, things just were not operating in their lives any longer, especially with the spirit of of the fruit of the spirit, because, um, you know, you could tell things by the fruit of the spirit. It always says, right, you can tell someone about, you you can identify someone how they are, who they are, by the fruit of the Spirit that they carry with them. And, uh, and this was becoming evident in this community that this was falling by the wayside. So Joel was sent as a messenger, and he had, you know, started to give them a warning sign of things that were possibly going to happen or were already happening, but they had just not realized it, and that those things could even lead to further consequences in their lives. So we're going to pick it up today in Joel chapter 1. We're going to start off at verse 13 and we're going to finish it off till 20. So this is what it says starting at verse 13. It says, gird yourselves and lament you priests. Wail you who minister before the altar. Come lie all night in sackcloth. You who minister to my God. For the grain offering and the drink offering are withheld from the house of your God. Consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land. 
into the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. Alas, for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand. It shall come as destruction from the Almighty. Is not the food cut off from our eyes, joy and gladness from the house of our God? The seed shrivels under the clods, storehouses are in shambles, barns are broken down, for the grain has withered, how the animals groan. The herds of cattle are restless because they have no pasture. Even the flocks of sheep suffer punishment. O Lord, to you I cry out, for fire has devoured the open pastures, and a flame has burned all the trees of the field. The beasts of the field also cry out to you, for the water brooks are dried up, and fire has devoured the open pastures. Father, we thank you for your word. We know that your word is truth. We know that your word prepares us. We know that your word gives us an understanding. And in this particular situation, Father, there was identifying specifically what was happening in the moment and what was to come in the future. So, Father, we thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, my friends, as I was reading this scripture, these, these passages, I said to myself, wow, you know, uh, what do I always say, right? What happened back then, we can apply to our lives today. Because every time we read the word, we must ask ourselves, Lord, thank you for letting me know about this history which is your word, which is truth. And how do I apply it? How does this apply to me today? And God is so good to always reveal so many things to us, my friends, because his word is true. And when I read this, it kind of even reminds me about what we're going through today. But we're going to break it down because pretty much, you know, after the messenger Joel let them know hey you know what the fruit of the spirit is not operating in you guys anymore what you want to do is you actually want to repent from your ways right because back then what they used to do was that they used to lie all night in sackcloth and repent of their ways repent of their sins and here This sign of repentance really meant that you've come to a realization of the things you have done that are wrong. That you know that you have disobeyed God. That you know that you have not given time to your Heavenly Father. Your relationship with Him is dwindling. And... When you are aware, my friends, that you're doing the wrong thing, that you're not on the right track, that you got off the wrong road that God had you on, the very first thing you must start to do, my friends, is you must to repent from your ways. You must go straight to your heavenly father and ask for forgiveness because he will embrace you. 
because he's a loving God who is always there no matter what. And in the midst of him even being in our lives, there are many times when we just do the wrong thing. We make the wrong choices. We no longer give him first and foremost our attention. When we wake up in the morning, we need to thank our Heavenly Father for another day. Ask him first, what do we do today? And then you go about your other stuff. And here, when it starts to talk about, you know, for the grain offering and the drink offering are withheld from the house of your God, right? Those are the, those are the resources, right, that you would normally gain. Um, and when there is no resources, my friends, we start to panic we start to act irrational. We, our actions speak in a way that's just not correct. And um, the one thing that we must do when we find ourselves in this situation, in this position, is we have to immediately says it right here, consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. What does that mean? Come together as a group of believers of Christ, a community that can hold each other accountable and can pray for each other and you can do a fast because in the multitude of believers in God miracles come forward from that and in doing so my friends it gives you an opportunity to fast and repent from whatever it is that's going on in your life that you know is not correct or you should be doing. And when we fast, my friends, it's to tear down our body greed. Uh, it's to tear down the things we're always accustomed to having. It is a way to stop eating temporarily, right? and deny the flesh. Now, if you take any special medication, if you suffer from anything specific with sugar levels, you do it in moderation, <laughs> right? Like I've spoken about. Do it in moderation, right? You don't just stop eating 100%. You may need to include a couple of things here and there. Um, that you must eat that is necessary for your nutrition because you are on major medication or whatever the case might be. But for those that fast, sometimes fast 100% where they don't consume anything, maybe just consume water because it's about tearing down the flesh and allowing God to come into your life. And when you fast, you do it unto Him. I got to tell you, I have been myself at times at fault at this 
where I've done a fast, but then I'm doing a hundred other things at the same time, <laughs> which defeats the purpose. My fast should be reverence unto the Lord. It should be I'm fasting, but I'm spending time with him. It should be I'm fasting, but I'm reading the word. I'm fasting, but I'm praying. I'm fasting and I'm waiting on the Lord to talk to me. I'm having a conversation with the Lord. I'm surrendering in my fast all these things that I may have put in my life or are part of my life that need um, some review from the Lord, right? The Lord really needs to look at me, my heart, my mind, my spirit, my soul, to get me on the right track. So when you're fasting and you're repenting, it is an opportunity for you to have that one-on-one with your Heavenly Father. And there are times, my friends, that we don't think fasting works. We're like, well, why would I fast if God is still working on my behalf? That's true. God is always working on our behalf. But when we fast, my friends, it gives us an opportunity to be challenged. Stop consuming everything through our mouths. And it's like the scripture that says, for man cannot live by bread alone, but out of the words that proceed out of his mouth right? Because even when we're fasting, my friends, and we're not putting any food into our mouths, we're denying the flesh, right? We're denying our mind that is telling, you know, that's telling us, um, hey, it's time to eat breakfast. Hey, it's time to eat lunch. Hey, you are putting those things to the side and really just allowing the Holy Spirit to get control of your situation, to tap deep into heaven with your heavenly father, to tap deep into the holy spiritual world. So that way you would know exactly what God wants you to do. And in that fasting and that repentance, my friends, there is a new beginning of the way you would see things, of the way you would comprehend things of the way then going forward, you're going to handle things. Because a lot of times, my friends, when we're so caught up in stuff, we're not seeing clearly sometimes. We are like blindsided. And when we fast and repent, God is doing a work in our spirit. God is doing a work in our soul. He's preparing our minds again to be focused on the thought processes of Him. He's preparing our hearts, if it's been hardened, to become soft again and know what it is to serve Him and love Him. He's working in our physical state of the things we need to be taken care of because our temple also is a body that was given to us that we need to be good stewards of. And most of all, we need to know that God wants us to be 100% healthy 
in everything that we do and it must include him so my friends so when it talks about bringing people together it's because you're bringing this community of believers together to hold each other accountable to pray for one another to encourage one another and to help one another in this situation sometimes you can't see what you're doing wrong and other people might have to be the accountable ones to come to you and say hey are you familiar with what you're doing are you aware of this because sometimes we can't see it ourselves we don't know we're so caught up in stuff it's just become so common for us but in accountability with community of believers we can get a message or word from someone that says hey are you aware that you're doing this are you aware you did this or are you you're about to do this and this is the premise of this entire passage that Joel was talking about he was saying hey i'm like the pre messenger guy giving you a pre-warning of what's to come and as we know and we continue to read the scriptures and we go beyond this chapter into the other chapters we finally end up finding out that yes this ended up happening to Judah they ended up being overtaken by the Babylonians and they endured much and right now they're not seeing that and when we don't see something clearly about what's coming ahead of us my friends we have to pray to our heavenly father for knowledge wisdom and revelation so he can reveal it to us so we don't um get all of a sudden one day wake up and smell the coffee and be like oh my gosh i didn't even know that was happening that is that is something god doesn't want us to miss he wants us to be aware I always talk about this all the time that we must always pray in the spirit to know what is happening in the natural know how to deal with the natural. When God can reveal to you in the spirit what is happening, then you have a better grasp of how to deal with it in the flesh, my friends. And we always come back things, my friends, with the word of God, with prayer. And listen, We must be doing that right now, my friends. I don't know where you might be located, what state, what country. But I can tell you right now, the United States of America is going through a hard ship. They're going through some hard times. And for many people, even though they feel they're coming out of this pandemic and they feel like they're going back to normal, some of them are going back to their old ways and from this experience that we just recently had almost going into 2 years there should have been a major change in us there should have been a major turning around of seeing life differently of seeing humanity in a more compassionate way it should have never been that we went through this whole this whole journey this whole lesson and then we're right back to square one there has to be a transformational change in anything we endure in our lives that God is allowing us to go through because he's by our side and he never leaves us nor forsakes us but many people are just going right back to how they were 
And sometimes that is a very scary place, my friends. We're starting to see some results now of what I always call the aftermath of a trial, of a journey, of a testing, of a, you know. And what I'm seeing and hearing is some people have really now even more than ever appreciated life. And some other people have just gone back to their regular lives like nothing have ever happened. And that's why fasting and repenting, my friends, is so important. Because it's supposed to take us into a new place, into a new journey. It is us confessing that we know we've done wrong. We're confessing our sins. We're saying, Lord, take this. I leave it at the altar. I need, I need you to work in me. I need you to show me what I'm, what I'm supposed to be doing, that, that I, I was doing wrong. It's a conversation with your Heavenly Father. And, it, and it's supposed to be transitional, my friends. It's supposed to help you grow. It's supposed to help you understand and mature your relationship in Christ. We're supposed to be growing every day in Christ, not falling like, you know, I took one step forward and then three steps back. No, we're constantly supposed to be growing in our Heavenly Father. And fasting and praying and repenting is one of the main things that helps us do that. So then from there, what does it say? It says, Allah, for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand. Right? God is very near to us, my friends. Right now, today, we're talking about, hey, you know, are we in the end times? Because <laughs> all these things are happening. Jesus is coming back soon, right? Have you heard that through the grapevine? You've been maybe watching some videos or listening to even some pastors telling us about it. Like, look at all the signs. Look at where we're at. Look at where we're going, Right? And it says, it shall come as a destruction from the Almighty. Is not the food cut off before our eyes, joy and gladness from the house of our God. The seed shrivels under the clods, storehouses are in shambles, barns are broken down, for the grain has withered. Think about that. Right now, my friends, as much as we want to believe, that everything is just back to normal. We are suffering in areas that we are overlooking. <laughs> and right now, in Joel, at that time, to this community, was saying to them, hey, you know, you're gonna be lacking in these areas. Things are, you're gonna see a withering of things happening, you know, among your resources, among the things that you have. And, um, you know, this is happening right now for them. And whether it's that it was even going to happen now or it's going to come in the future, it was a warning sign. These are the things you're going to be facing. And when we think about these things that I just spoke about, you know, and, and we talk about, you know, that the food will be cut off before your eyes. My friends, the same way it happened to this community back then of the forewarning and the pre-messaging that Joel was doing. Think about it for us today. What are we hearing in the news? 
Hurry up, go shopping now because there might be a shortage for Thanksgiving. Hurry up, go get your food because this is where we're at. Hurry up, the shelves are like starting to like, uh, all the food is like disappearing from the shelves. Uh, it's an, uh, We're now no longer gonna have an overflow abundance of how we normally had it. Hurry up, get what you need. Get your gas now, the gas is gonna go higher in price. Heavy hump, move it along. You know, get the things you want to buy for Christmas because come Christmas time, there might not be any toys, there might not be any gifts, there might not be any materialistic things that we're so used to having all the time. And how are you going to function if you can't even get those things because you can't feel you can celebrate the holidays without giving somebody a gift, right? When we all know that the gift is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, that's the ultimate gift we should always be looking forward to. These are the things and the warning signs that this community was getting and we apply it to our lives today, my friends. This is what we're getting, okay? And then it says joy and gladness from the house. It is, is joy and gladness from the house of our God. How many people right now can honestly say that they're very joyful? As believers in Christ, my friends, even if we're not happy, even if we're sad, even if we're you know, things are coming our way. We're supposed to conquer that with knowing we have the joy of the Lord. For many people who do not know Christ, do not have a relationship with him, it is very hard for them to even have joy, let alone when they don't have happiness because they don't know the Lord. And right now, everything we are facing, everything we're going through right now, are signs of how people are walking around thinking everything is back to normal and they think they're happy because everything is back to normal but they're losing the joy inside of them they're losing their inner self and for us my friends joy and gladness goes hand in hand because for us We have the joy of the Lord. We have the joy of the Lord. And it is for us to know that God is serving us. We are being given this peace and everything else that we need from our Heavenly Father, despite what might be going on. And right now, my friends, people are going through so many harsh things because, and I'm just going to say it, because of mandates that are all over the map right now. Listen, in California, they just passed two major mandates that are going into effect, that are going to impact many people. This now sets up a new president's of segregation that a lot of people are not realizing or noticing or even thinking about. There has been such an oppression that has been taking place within the last 60 days, I want to say even 90 days, beyond what people were already experiencing, feeling they had been oppressed, because in the beginning of the pandemic, all these lockdowns and you couldn't go out and you couldn't do this. Listen, our human minds 
our human tendencies is we want to go about our lives. And sometimes we're stopped in our tracks to get a hold of us. And for many of us who were stopped in our tracks, we started to understand why there is a stillness now. Because it was time to get back into our Heavenly Father's business. It was time to continue to rise up as believers in Christ and spread the gospel of the good news. Because many of us have stopped doing that. Many of us have become very complacent with all the overjoy, abundance, blessings God has given us. But then we haven't extended ourselves beyond that. It's not just for us, my friends. It's for us to share with other people. And salvation is not just for us, my friends. It's for everyone. It's our responsibility to be good stewards of that and to share the good news. And one thing I'm noticing here when it starts to talk about the seed shrivels under the clouds, storehouses are in shambles, barns are broken down for the grain has withered. That is a sense of, oh my gosh, everything's lacking. Everything's all messed up. Storehouses are in shambles, right? Think about that. When you think about a storehouse being in shambles, is it lacking resources? Are there hardly no workers? Is it that only certain people can enter that place now, so business is lacking, it is uh, minimal? Listen, we can think about all these things and really break it down if we want to. There are a lot of things happening right now, my friends, that for many people, they're like, oh, this is fantastic. I have subjected myself and surrendered to the oppression. And my life is going to be peachy king from here on. And that is not promised, my friends. I woke up today, I'm very fortunate to my Heavenly Father and grateful that I was able to open my eyes today, have another day of purpose, but tomorrow's never promised, my friends. And with this, we have to say to ourselves, what is actually happening now? And when I bring up these mandates that I just mentioned, there's a lot of hardship and disheartening things that are happening right now. And I'm going to break it down because that's what I do on this podcast. You know, medical choices that we make for our lives, everybody is responsible for, including yourselves, ourselves. What choices we make in life, ultimately, the outcome of those choices is our responsibility. No one else's but ours. And for situations that we're going through right now, where many people feel like medical decisions were made for them and they didn't have a choice because if they didn't do it, they would lose their livelihood and people are losing their livelihood because they're not willing to surrender or subject themselves to that type of oppression. Many people are like standing strong in the Lord and knowing that their healing 
and supernatural healing and their protection, supernatural protection comes from their Heavenly Father. We're finding ourselves right now, my friends, that we're in a battle. There's a battle on this battleground on earth happening right now. You know why that is? Because there is a spiritual battle happening in the heavens between good and evil. And the same way as believers, we're constantly praying, Lord, you know, we pray for miracles to, from heaven to manifest themselves here on earth for us. There are many people who are also praying, we manifest evil to have evil here on earth. It works both ways. That's why there's good and evil. That's why there's good spirit, bad spirits. That's why a heavenly father, there's ministering angels and fallen angels. There's a battle happening, not just here on this earth, but also in heaven. More than ever these days. And we have to be aware of that. We have to understand that. And one thing I want to let you know of my friends is... Don't take too lightly sometimes what you hear. God will even use a non-believer to bring across a message, a warning sign, a statement, a comment. Key words. Look and hear for the key words of any leadership of what they're saying to you. Of any leadership of what they're projecting. Of any leadership what they're telling you is best for you. Look for the key words, my friends. Look for the key words. The same way that I am right now sharing this word with you, look for the key words in the scriptures because the key words give us warning. They prepare us to get in line with what's coming. And not being surprised or caught off guard by it. Get yourselves together as Christians, as a community, come together. Because there are more things that are coming. And this word says it very clearly. Things are coming. Whether they're here now, we could look at some of this and say, oh my gosh, this is happening right now. Right? This is happening at the ports. We don't, you know, they're saying that this is going to go up to maybe mid next year of all these delays of these deliveries of all this merchandise, food, and whatever else is there. It's happening now. Or can it even happen more in the future? Will something else worse come in the future that we're not even aware of? Will we get another virus coming down the road? Right? We gotta listen, my friends, to the key words that you're constant. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard on the news someone say, and when another pandemic comes, when another virus comes, those are warning signs. That means something else is coming. We're not over the hurdle yet. We're not over this whole ordeal. We're still dealing with it. Maybe we just got a taste of what's coming. We know we think we've seen the worst, but really this was just a testing ground for what is coming that might be worse. How are you going to handle yourself? How are you going to handle it? How is your attitude going to be? Are you going to rely on your Heavenly Father? What are you going to do? And ask yourself, what have you done? (laughs) So listen, as we continue to read this word, it says here, 
How the animals groan, the herds of cattle are restless because they have no pasture. Even the flocks of sheep suffer punishment. Now let's think about that. You know, even the animals groan. And why would an animal groan? They would groan if they themselves don't even have food for themselves. They would groan even of themselves. They know that they're going through a process. Listen, basically there's going to be what I always talk about, which is judgment on sinners. There's going to be that judgment. There's going to be that judgment on sinners. And there's going to be rewards for believers who stand strong. You must stand strong in times like this, like the time in Joel and this community, what they were facing. Think about us now. Think about what we're facing, what we're up against. Think about all these mandates that they just put into place. Think about segregation and where we're going. And this has nothing to do with race. This has to just do with the them or the they. Or the them, them. Or that, that. Or A, B. I know it sounds crazy, my friends. But this is the reality. We're being broken up into classes right now. Classes of groups. Two groups, to be exact. And if you know what I'm talking about, because I can't get too too extensive on it here but if you know what i'm talking about right now with the mandates and the choices of medical attention to your body for those who have said no i don't want to do that and for those who have said yes i've already done it or i'm about to do it the regardless to which group you're in there's going to be a segregation of those groups there's going to be a limitation of things to certain groups and there's going to be a gain to certain uh, to a certain group of those two groups which is not fair if you want to think about it we think about it God that's not fair of course it's not my dear life is not fair of course not my friend but you know who's fair God because if you stand strong as a believer in your heavenly father and you trust him for the journey you're going through right now, the process, the trial, the test, and things you are doing right now, whether that is that you're falling into, unfortunately, suffering consequences because you're standing strong for the Lord, always remember that the Lord is by your side and he will get you through this. He will get you through this, my friends. So stand strong, believers in Christ. Stand strong for what you believe in. I always tell people, whatever you do, don't, don't, don't eat the bowl of soup. Give up your rights. Give up your identity. Don't do it. If you don't want to. If you know you're not supposed to. And then my friends, it says here, Oh Lord, to you I cry out for God. For fire has devoured the open pastures, and the flame has burned all the trees of the field. The beasts of the field also cry out to you, for the water brook are dried up, 
and fire has devoured the open pastures. Listen, for those of you who are believers in Christ, you will prevail even going through a process of things being withered away, shriveled up, dried up, taken away, forcibly taken away. God is by your side, no matter what. And the righteous who stand strong in knowing their identity in Christ, knowing and standing strong on their beliefs, will prevail. And you will be rewarded. But with that reward also comes suffering. And I know, my friends, we go, man, nothing is easy in life. It never is. But with God, everything is great. Everything is good because he's a good daddy. And even though you might be going through something really bad, this situation at hand is like you're feeling like you're being smothered. Your heavenly father will give you the breath that you need. Even though you might feel I'm lacking in so many areas, your your heavenly father will supply all your needs. Even if you feel like, you know, people are like on the right side of your ear and on the left side of your ear, you know, saying bad things to you, your heavenly father gives you words of peace. No matter what you might be called, no matter how you might be mocked, no matter how you might be labeled, know that you are a child of God. And that does not super, uh, that supersedes anything that everyone anyone says about you. So stand strong because the suffering is only temporary, my friends. It is temporary. And God will see you through this process. And God will see you through this trial. And God will see you through this testing. And it will build your character. It'll make you go deeper into the word of God. It will have you not being hunger in hunger in what you're lacking, but hungry for the Lord. And more of him. At the end of the day, my friends, we have to ask ourselves, where are we right now? Because the Lord is nearby. Very, very nearby. For the day of the Lord is at hand. Are we going to be ready for that? Can you endure right now what you're enduring, knowing you stand strong in your Heavenly Father? Again, this is a message Joel gave to the community back then. And as we're reading in my friends today, it is a message for us in this community. Say to yourselves, I must surrender it all to God and accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. If you are not a believer in Christ and you're still hearing this podcast, you have an opportunity to give your life over to Christ. And believers that are already believers in Christ, 
you must continue to stand strong and know that your Heavenly Father will never forsake you during, during, during these trying times. Continue to stand strong and know that He is for you and with you. So my friends, it has truly been a pleasure sharing the Word of God with you. We're going to continue going into the next chapter next week. So my friends, continue to enjoy your weekend. Continue to stand strong. And and start to put a plan in place for yourself now. Start to put a plan for yourself. Because things are coming, my friends, that we're not seeing in the natural right now. But if you tap into your Heavenly Father, He will show it to you in the Spirit and prepare you for it. Love you guys. Take care. Look forward to the Word again with you next week. God bless you. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's Word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the Word of God. The Word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.